Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. I've been running for a few years now and have the privilege of meeting many incredible runners on my travels all across the country. This podcast is intended to share those amazing conversations. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back. I am here again in Flagstaff, Arizona with Cody Reed. Cody, thanks for joining today. Thanks for having me. For sure. So uh, who is Cody Reed? Oh, Cody Reed is uh, just, you know, guy, I, he does whatever he wants, I guess. Yeah, like running, like running a lot. Uh, and trail ultras have been pretty great so far. Cool. So what is it about the longer distance that you enjoy? Uh, well, I've run competitively for most of my life now, but that was always in high school and college that was running track and cross country, uh, relatively short distances now, I think, um, I was never like the fastest at those distances. Um, I always enjoyed the longer training runs type of stuff and running on the trails growing up. Um, and so getting into the trail ultras was like a natural progression in that. And, uh, the, although the training that I had done growing up just helped with my success. Cool. Why, why did you run your first ultra or what, when did you run your first ultra? So I went to my first ultra, it was the Lake Sonoma 50 K or 50 miler. And I, crude Jim Walmsley and Tim Frerichs at the race uh, just to like get a feel for it and I immediately knew that I needed to run my own ultra and I consulted them because they knew Jim knew a lot more about the sport than I did at the time and said I should do the Miwok 100k as your first race as my first race and I was a little hesitant to sign up <laughs> for a 100k my first race was like really 100k like how about a 50k he's like nah just do it this is jim that said that yeah um, makes sense and i was like okay whatever i'll do it and uh and had was, you run beyond a marathon at that point i had not run a marathon i still have not run an actual marathon uh the furthest i had raced was 10k <laughs> Uh, in college, I mostly ran the 5k and the steeplechase and the like longest training run I had done was I think 25 miles. Um, so, so I did so this, track to hundred K was the, yeah, track was the to journey. 100K. 10k to hundred K. <laughs> cool. Uh, what was that first hundred K like? It was, it was so great until it wasn't, I think. <laughs> It was around halfway, like that 50K mark, when 
everything started really hitting me hard. Um, what did you do? What did you do at that point? I, I just kept moving forward. I kept eating, uh, but it was slow going and it really hurt. And I was just waiting for that second wind to come, you know, hoping that it would. And it finally did in the last few miles and, uh, was able to pass the guy who had passed me when I was dying that slow death <laughs> and, uh, got him at the end. Nice. So something you said initially, um, when I asked who is Cody, you said a guy that does what he wants. I think a lot of people in today's society sort of try and like follow what other people want them to do. And, and it's cool and refreshing to sort of hear that you're following your own arrow and you're doing what you want. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about that. What, what did you mean by that in terms of, um, you know, you are, you're doing what you want. Yeah. You know, life so far has been school and organized sports and parents and, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, when they're kids, they're like, I can't wait to be an adult yeah. and just like do what I want. But then they become adults and they're not really doing what they want. Right. Or they're doing what they think they want to do. Uh, but it's all, uh, what they think they need to do to make other people basically, happy, to make other people happy, to follow the norms, supposedly. Um, and when I was in college, I realized, uh, like late in my college time in college, I realized that that wasn't going to work out for me. Um, and so I was like, I just really need to do what works for me. And, um, I'm still like trying to figure that out, but I think, <laughs> was there some risk involved? Yeah, there's always risk involved in that, but it's worth it in the end, uh, to like live the life that you want to instead of living the life that other people want you to live. For sure. So an example of that, today's, uh, today's Friday. You were in the canyon yesterday. Yeah. What was that like? You know, get, getting out there and just being you in, in an amazing place like that. Yeah. So yesterday I went to the canyon with some friends and it was my first time down there in the last six months. Um, and so because it was summer and it gets over a hundred degrees yeah. down there. Uh, there's not that much water. So we kind of avoided it mostly in the summer. Um, but taking that time off every year from the Canyon, um, just makes it that much better when you come back and like the, seeing the grand Canyon, especially for the first time is just, mind blowing the size of it like you can't even see the bottom of it from the top rim um and i i got a little bit of that feeling again when i was there and just yesterday was like a particularly good day for me felt great uh usually after taking a break it takes like one or two times back to like get back into that canyon rhythm but I fell right into step again 
and had a great run. Nice. So when you're do when you're out there, um, I know it's a popular training location for you and a couple of your training partners. What are you What are you generally doing out there, or is it different every time? Like what trails are we doing? Or yeah, trails. Are you doing a workout? Is it is it a long run? <clears throat> yeah, it's a long run slash workout every time. Uh, it's like everything <laughs> that you need basically. Uh, it's got fast running on the downhill. It's got massive climb to get out. It's got uh, you know you have to eat while you're in there, so you're working on like your nutrition and your pacing. Um, and the loop that I normally do down there is 21 miles. You go down Bright Angel, you refill at Bright Angel Campground, your water, and then you climb out on South Kaibab Trail and then connect on the bike path between the two, which is another couple miles. Um, and that's, you know, the bread and butter loop that we always do. Um, and But my favorite route there is probably an out and back run to ribbon falls. It's uh, like 28 miles. Just go down South Kaibab past Phantom ranch to North Kaibab and this epic looking waterfall with like hanging gardens is uh, just off the trail. That's like this oasis. That's awesome. Type area. Cool. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Getting, getting in there tomorrow and I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, Nutrition and you got to eat. Uh, you work with a nutrition partner. You have a couple of, of other sponsors. I think one thing that people listening to this podcast enjoy and people listening to the podcast, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is hearing about uh, pro athletes and how the sponsorship works and, and how is it working with uh, sponsors and balancing the use of social media and you know staying true to yourself and your own message. So what's what's been your experience working with brands and you know sharing stuff that works for you? Working with the brands so far has been great. Uh, you know, I don't work with just anybody that reaches out to me. I will always want to like try the product, see if I like it before I say anything about it. Um, and as far as my nutrition sponsor goes, Spring, um, like. <laughs> This is honest. Like, if they didn't exist, I don't know what I would be doing. <laughs> like, if I would even be doing this, because eating is such an important part of ultra running. You know, you can only run so far before you have to right. refuel. Uh, and it's definitely a lot less than 100K. Um, you know, I've tried the goo and the cliff and a couple other things, like other natural uh, gels. And. You know, the flavor was a problem with me, uh, the consistency, just keeping it down for the most part. And that's a common thing for so many runners, uh, but they keep just banging their head against the wall and they keep eating those things because that's uh, maybe they think that's what everyone does um, or they have to do that. But, uh, I mean, whenever I've offered people some spring to try it as like an instant yeah. convert they're just hooked on it um and it's it's been really great for me i've got my own flavor speed nut um inspired by what i was eating at western states in 2018 um it's got 
bunch of caffeine and fat. And usually when I go to the Grand Canyon and I do that loop, I just need one of those. One for 21 miles? Yeah. Wow. Cool. Um, so you mentioned Western States. Uh, what was that experience like? I know it's, I've been out there a couple of times and it's, it's such a, it's such a cool environment. It's what was it like running big it? event. Uh, running it was amazing. Uh, I had been to it previous years. Um, I saw how, um, like what the energy was like yep. there. Uh, running it though was even magnified even more. Just so much energy and like, I felt so laser focused the entire time. Uh, like just the other day, a friend asked me if like I remembered all of it. I was like, I remember all of it <laughs> in awesome. extreme detail. In fact, what was your favorite part or one of your favorite parts? <laughs> favorite part, probably the, the climb up to Green Gate. Like you get to the river crossing around mile 71, I think. Um, and then there's this mile to two mile long hill up to the next aid station. Uh, it's just a dirt road. And I remember running it the year before planning on, uh, just by myself running it, uh, the year before thinking like, if I ever race this, I will probably have to walk this. Like this is a long, big hill, but I get to that hill, uh, when I was racing and I just hammered it, like, I don't know where it came from, but I just felt so amazing. That's awesome. Going up that. And that was, that was one of the highlights of the race. What was it like coming around the track? Uh, what was it like? Yeah. It was another highlight for sure. Um, coming around the track, like it was nice finish, but the race, um, like me and Kyle Patari, we were really racing the previous mile really hard yeah like we were going sub six minute pace yeah but i'm friends with with one of his friends who was pacing him and he dropped him yeah okay (laughs) so you met that guy yeah i've dropped my pacer as well (laughs) going up the hill before we got onto the road at roby point but it was like i had a out-of-body moment where i was like how is this happening i'm at mile 99 and i am going all out and still going fast. like Is that flow? Is that what you consider flow? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. That is what every runner probably uh, is looking for. Yeah. I had a conversation with Magda Boulay, and she's like, I live and train for those moments. Those yeah, are the moments that's that, what we that it's all about. live and train for, for sure. Cool. So um, another partner you're working with is Under Armour. Yes. Um, it's been cool to see the the group that they've developed on the trail side, and they have a group here in Flagstaff, right? Or is it yes. is everybody sort of on their own? But it's a but but trains together. Uh, I'm the only trail athlete they have in Flagstaff, but they were actually just in town the beginning of the week, and I got to meet a bunch of the track and road runners mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, some of them that just signed this previous week. Um, so got to meet a bunch of new people on the team and talk with some of the designers and athlete managers. Um, it's really cool to have like such a, a big team in town, even though they're doing a slightly different sport. Yeah. Uh, it's great to have like that, that support here. 
Cool. What's what's it like being in Flagstaff? Uh, I mean, so many professional runners come here to train for a reason. Like it's the perfect weather, like mild winters. We got the altitude. We got for as far as trail running goes, like we got the mountains. Um, Sedona is an amazing place to run, amazing trails, and then the Grand Canyon, of course, like just so much, so many options yeah. around here. How often are you going down to Sedona or up to the Canyon? Down to Sedona, I don't know, every week to every other week and same for the Canyon, like when I'm really getting into it. Cool. Um, what do you, so we're up here at 7,000 feet. What are some of the things that you do to, to make that a little bit easier? 7,000 feet is like this really nice sweet spot. Uh, it's high enough to get a major gain in fitness from the altitude, um, but you're still able to recover well uh, once you get acclimated. And so, uh, I mean, I haven't really done anything, I don't think. Uh, you just have to be cognizant of it all at all times you know you're never going to be able to run flat out as fast as you can at sea level mm -hmm. uh, but the benefits of the altitude and like the the physiological effects outweigh everything else that makes sense um what are some of the big goals that you're working towards in the next couple of years what's what's uh what's keeping you grounded and and motivated uh, ever since I started trail running, like I've had the biggest goals in mind, like just winning the biggest races, uh, domestically and internationally. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, there's always something bigger to look forward to and that's what I'm looking forward to. Cool. What are... What are you thinking about when you're getting into that like pain cave at the end or middle or beginning of a of a longer distance event? That's just part of the sport like at any distance yeah. really it's different the kind of pain you feel is different in a 5k than it is in a 100k or 100 miles uh even the difference between a 50k and a 100 miles uh, it's all different, but it comes from the same place. And as runners, like that's just something that we have to deal with in our own way, um, mentally and like expect it, you know, it's coming. Right. So welcome it, it in. Just, you you got to welcome it in yeah. and hope that it comes uh, later than sooner. <laughs> nice. Um, sort of a personal interest question. Uh, what, what do you, what do you recommend or what are your tips for someone who's running their first rim to rim to rim? Oh, why do you ask that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, uh, asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> for a friend. Yeah. Um, just take it easy. Enjoy the day. Like the views as you're running through the Canyon, the views are like constantly changing and they're so epic. Um, Make sure you have enough water. Maybe you take a water filter it is nice because then you can just fill up in the river. You don't have to worry about it. Um, as you start to climb out, 
the second time on the south rim. Uh, just start off easy. Um, and then, you know, once you get to halfway or to like Skeleton Point. Uh, Why is it called Skeleton Point? I don't know, actually. Some skeletons out there? I would imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then once you get to Skeleton Point, you know that the worst is behind you, I think. How much more is it from there? So just before Skeleton Point is a halfway sign for South Kaibab. And so I think it's two and a half miles from there, Got three it. miles. Cool. What are you, uh, what are you scared of? I don't know what I'm scared of. It's like a major weakness to be scared of something. Uh, instead of being scared, I try to be, um, what's the word? more eager or interested in something like, you know, there's no like boogeyman behind <laughs> at the end of a hundred miler to be scared of. <laughs> except at Javelina. Except at Javelina and at Jackass. A Station, yeah. There might be some boogeyman, some skeletons. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like there's no reason to really be scared of anything, especially in running. Um, what, some people should be scared about is definitely like getting lost, uh, running out of food, water, you know, that basic stuff for like normal survival. But if you have that <laughs> taken care of, uh, it's the hierarchy of needs, just the nail the basics, nail the basics, uh, let everything else fall into place. And yeah, you shouldn't like be scared of anything, uh, like new experiences and trying new things is, like what life is for, I guess. Uh, and you shouldn't be scared of, of, of doing that. And so many people like to go back to what we were talking about earlier are scared of the new experiences and trying new things, uh, because they are just, uh, I don't know, not interested or they're scared of it. Um, they need to live their own life and experience those things. Makes sense. So for someone who is looking to move up in distance, what are some things you might suggest for them? Just do it? Or are there, um, wh what would you say? Move up in race distance? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, just do it. But d there's a, a smart way to do it. Like, increase training load. Uh little by little uh, increase like hourly or the weekly uh, training hours, whether it's through like just running or cross training on top of that, like biking. Are you doing a lot of cross training as well or a lot, just a lot of running? Lately, no, actually I've just been running a lot, uh, but I do like biking every once in a while. My bike needs a little <laughs> bit of work right now, but uh, when I was training in the San Juans, I brought my bike with me. Uh, so that I could like ride around to different runs. Um, but the one time I did that, I was, it like got me too tired and I fell on this run I had. And I got lucky that time, like no serious damage, but it was close. It could have been bad. And so then I told myself, I gotta, just I gotta run. take care of myself yeah. and just run and not be too tired when I do run. 
Got it. What are some things that you know now as an athlete that you wish you knew maybe when you were in college or, or you know, 10K training or just moving up in distance? Or I guess 10K to 100, but somewhere in the middle there. That, like, doing the training for trail running and ultras has been mo- mostly on the single track, like, rocky trails that we all know, uh, you know, running the canyon. And I feel like my legs are stronger now than they were when I was in college doing all of the the speed work and the weightlifting, uh, which I still do sometimes, especially in the winters. But, uh, like, my legs, if I could combine the strength that I have in my legs and my body now with the speed that I was training for in college, uh, I would, I know I would be a lot better. Um, so just getting that, uh, getting your trail legs, I guess, like, I think a lot of college runners and professional track runners and marathon runners would benefit a lot from that hip strength and quad and calf strength that you get from run invert like uh i follow a couple of them obviously on social media and i see what they're running and it's like a thousand feet per week which like in flagstaff even running on the roads right you can do that in one run little yeah um but like if they just buffalo park you gain like 250 feet in like a couple loops yeah something like that and so if they just increase that weekly vert a little bit, I think that would help them a lot. It's like, it adds like a third dimension to the training that I did not discover until I started, I started doing this. So are you working with a coach? No. Self-coaching? Self-coach, self-taught, you know, me and Jim and Tim and Eric and Jared uh, we all like coach ourselves, uh, we help each other out with like training, um, methods and, you know, uh, for the most part, we like figure out what we need to do together, whether it's like, you know, running the Canyon, running and the San Juans, like altitude, like what, we need to do to to get better what's it like racing with those guys it's really fun um i mean we haven't really raced together that much but when we were at western states it was really great like the the biggest thing that i got from it was just knowing that they were there you know even though i couldn't see them most of the time like Tim and I did get to run together for a pretty good portion of the race, but just knowing that they were out there with me doing the same thing, it was a major benefit for sure. Just having that familiar familiarity. Yeah. And, uh, it, it made the first half of the race go by really easy because I just kept telling myself like, this is just a long run with friends. Nice. Um, what is it? What is it that you're thinking about on the start line? Um, as you're racing and, and like at the start line, you're just visualizing 
the rest of the race, I guess, uh, making sure, you know, you're eating enough, um, visualization mainly. Are you doing a lot of mental prep? Yeah. Mental prep, preparing for like the, the, the whole day sometimes that you have ahead of yourself of running, just hoping that everything goes your way because so many things can go wrong. Uh, it's almost like you have to get lucky for everything to, to happen. Correct. Um, a quite a topic I like to talk about a lot on this podcast is balance. And most of the guests are ultra runners. There are a few shorter distance athletes, but at the end of the day, everyone's training a lot and they're doing long runs and they're doing long workouts and that's demanding on themselves, on their significant others, on their family, on their friends. How are you, how do you keep all that sort of in, I don't want to say balanced, but in check? Just with other hobbies. Yeah. Basically, um, you find stuff outside of running to do. Like, I, uh, I feel like I don't live the normal professional runner lifestyle like a lot of people do in Flagstaff. Those are mostly like the, the trail or the track and the, the road runners um, where their whole life is running and they don't have much balance. But just recently I bought another motorcycle down in Tucson and I've been working on that. Um, it's, it's pretty old and needed a lot of work and it's been fun learning how to work on that and get it running again. Um, so that's one of the things that I have to do in my free time, basically, uh, to take my mind completely off of running, yep. uh, either working on the motorcycle or riding the motorcycle. Um, you know, it must be fun on the roads out here. Yes, it, it is nice. Uh, especially summers here, but winters could get a little rough, Yeah, but, Phoenix is perfect in the winters for riding. But then, uh, you know, even though it's still active, like active recovery, I guess, uh, I still like riding the bike, bicycle. And... Um, you had a lot of wheels in your house. Yeah, I did a lot of two-wheel stuff <laughs> growing up, like mountain biking uh, on Mount Diablo growing up, uh, but never motorcycles until the last couple of years. Cool. What are some things you wish your fans knew about you? I don't know. Probably that. I'm <laughs> super into motorcycles now, and uh, I love working on them um, and learning about them. And yeah, where did that come from? Probably watching like the Discovery Channel growing up. There was all those custom motorcycle competitions and shows on there. Uh, and like growing up on the mountain bike and road bike, like doing that a lot. I raced mountain bikes in, in high school for a season or two. Uh, so always been into bicycles and think motorcycles is the next, next frontier, the next frontier, the logical progression of that hobby. Cool. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Cody Reed with four E's. <laughs> Grumpy Cody Reed with four E's. 
um, and I'm on Facebook and Strava and Twitter. But uh, my main thing is Instagram. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining today, Cody, and uh, we'll see you out there. Thank you. For sure. That's it for today's episode. Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on For the Long Run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.